Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Healthy for Life. I want to deviate a little bit from our original uh, plan. We have currently been in a three-part series We're talking about achieving optimal health and the three pillars to achieving that health. And I decided in light of what is going on right now in our country with the COVID-19 or the coronavirus to deviate a little bit this week and to talk about the immune system. And so that is what I want to discuss with you all today. I want to talk about some things that you can do to strengthen your immune system, to keep it strong during this time and foods that you can eat and vitamins that you should be consuming. If you hear background noise, that is my daughter. (laughs) As you know, a lot of us are kind of bound to our homes right now and I'm recording in my office at home. So um, I apologize if you hear any background noise, but we are making the most of these times and um, we're doing what has to be done and yeah, staying positive. So, so before I get right into the immune system and kind of what I want to talk about today, I guess I want to say that, you know, these things that these are things that we should be doing on a daily basis, regardless of what's going on as far as viruses and that sort of thing. And it's unfortunate that it's taking this national crisis and this pandemic, as some would call it, to get people to actually, A, think about their health and uh, think about their immune system and what could be compromising it, and B, to stay home and spend time with their families and, uh, you know, C, not be able to overbook themselves, therefore reducing some stress. And I kind of thought about that today because I was outside and I just saw so many people like families outside going for a walk or riding a bike, or you can tell, you know, people are home, they're working from home and probably doing some things as a family that we should always be doing and, and slowing down a little bit and kind of taking time to you know, notice what's going on around us and be involved in each other's lives. And it's a shame that it's taking something like this to get us maybe to slow down a little bit. And especially when it comes to thinking about our health, you know, tomorrow, the next day, the day after they are not promised to any of us. And so, uh, you know, taking care of yourself and your health, it's not a guarantee. It doesn't mean that you're going to live forever and you're going to have a perfectly healthy life. But it sucks when you're in a situation like this to start scrambling to make up for lost time and to make up for a poor lifestyle and not being healthy. And so it's really something that we should be conscious of on a daily basis and we should be living a healthy lifestyle. You know, they've said that people that are at higher risk for this virus are people that smoke, are people that are obese. Um, to, to suffer from this virus, I should say, are smokers, obese, and then of course, um, you know, the elderly. And a lot of times the elderly tend to be the population that's immune system is not as strong 
and they may be dealing with other ailments. My grandfather, for instance, has COPD. And so, you know, his lungs are not super strong. So he might be somebody who's susceptible to something like this. And also the older population, you know, 50, 60 and over, they tend to be on medications and different medications can uh, prohibit your body from absorbing certain vitamins and nutrients that can keep your immune system strong. So unfortunately, a good majority of the American population is not healthy. They smoke, they're obese, they're not active. And those things put you at a higher risk for any virus, for any sort of thing going around. And now we see something that's highly contagious and people are like, oh no, I actually need to um, get my crap together and (laughs) figure this out. I want to say that to just really encourage you that whatever you learn during this time, that you keep it up all year around, year after year, and you do it, um, you know, with keeping your health a priority in mind. I always like to use the example of if you had a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, would you leave it outside in the rain or would you put regular fuel in it and would you not take it for, you know, wash it, wax it and make sure it was kept sparkling clean and up to date on all of its services? You wouldn't do that. It's an expensive vehicle. It's a beautiful vehicle. You would take care of it. But our bodies are often the last thing we think to take care of. And, you know, we put crap fuel in them and we stress them out. We overrun them and we don't tune them up. And so then all of a sudden something comes along that um, is putting us at risk and we start to be like, oh, no, what do I have to do? But at that point, it's too late to make up for all the lost time. So let's treat our bodies like the amazing machines that they are and let's um, not take our health for granted and let's be conscious all year long, year after year of these things so that they can reward us with lasting health, better quality of life, all of those things. How do we do that? Well, I want to start by saying that, you know, we're getting a lot of information regarding, um, you know, disinfecting and keeping everything clean. And I think that companies and businesses and whatnot don't really have a choice, especially uh, when it comes to like hospitals or high, high traffic kind of places need to be using the strongest, most powerful disinfectants to keep their businesses clean and safe for the amount of traffic that they're getting. But we don't necessarily have to take that approach when we are at home and we are in our homes for, you know, right now, very extended periods of times more than normal. And it's kind of like that, you know, saying where you don't have to kill a fly with a sledgehammer. I don't know if that's a saying, but I, I heard that, you know, you don't have to like wipe that thing out and smash it. You could just slap it with something. And it's kind of that same approach with, um, cleaning, especially with your home, because over, um, cleaning with some of these really highly toxic cleaning agents like Lysol and Clorox and all of these things, um, they actually weaken our immune system and they can cause asthma, hormone disruptions, and other health problems. So, 
especially the surfaces that we touch every day and we're in our homes all the time, it's really, it's really important to be conscious of what you're using and using chemical free products in your home is really important. And especially right now, because we're all very on high alert about germs and everything has to be clean. And if your home is a place where you're not having people coming in and out, all different people, then be conscious of what you're using on the surfaces that you touch and on your own skin in the way of cleaning. And I really encourage you, um, actually the third podcast in my three, uh, pillars, uh, series that's going on right now. We're going to talk a lot about chemicals and I'm going to get it into more in depth into chemicals and what to look out for. So I understand, you know, in places with high traffic, they don't really have a choice. They need to try to sterilize and keep things clean. But we're, when we're in our homes, we can take a much easier, safer approach and, you know, Lysol spray and all that, it shouldn't be selling out. You don't need to stockpile it. You don't need to be constantly wiping your hands, especially if you're in your home. You can wash your hands with soap and water in a warm, hot water and make sure that you're, you know, just using good uh, hygiene practices. When you leave your house and you're out in public and businesses, which we're not doing a whole lot of right now, then obviously that's when you can be a little bit more careful. But there are plenty of chemical-free options and essential oils. I diffuse essential oils in my house during this time for the immune system and for cleansing. Um, There's different types of uh, antibacterial sprays that you can make on your own um, from essential oils as well. And there are plenty of, uh, like Dr. Bronner's has antibacterial spray and EO is another brand that makes great uh, chemical-free hand wipes and sprays. And those are good things that you can have around the house or in your car. Even the idea is that it's kind of the same with, you know, overuse of antibiotics where we kill a lot of the good bacteria in our body and, um, these resistant bacteria form, and then you get these super bugs and that sort of thing. But there's a lot of bacteria on your skin and in your environment that you come in contact with on a daily basis and many of it is helps to strengthen your immune system and to keep us strong and able to fight. And when we sort of sterilize um, our, our environment or our skin, so to speak, it can make us more susceptible and it can weaken our immune system. And especially like if you caught one of my past uh, podcasts where I talked about endocrine disruptors, which can be found in chemicals that are used in cleaning agents, they weaken our immune system. So that's kind of counterintuitive to what we're trying to do right now. And so overusing these chemicals could actually, in effect, do the opposite for you and weaken your immune system. So what can we do during this time just on our own in our daily lives? And this, these kind of tips and things that I'm going to share with you today are things that you can carry on after this is all over. And this is stuff that you should be doing on a regular basis. And so some of the more obvious things, obviously, (laughs) are, and you know, it seems redundant for me to even say this, but believe it or not, a lot of people needed need to be reminded of these things. And one of them is sleep. 
getting adequate sleep is so important during this time. And I even know for me, as soon as I start to not be sleeping enough, I instantly feel like I'm going to be getting sick. But uh, staying up all night watching TV and, you know, staying up late for whatever reason past your normal bedtime because you don't have to be at work tomorrow and you're working from home is not wise during this time or stockpiling alcohol and being at home drinking and not getting enough sleep. Those are perfect things to set you up for a weakened immune system and to be able to get sick. And that's not just something that I would say during this time. It stands to be true during all times. Don't just start over drinking alcohol and, um, you know, avoiding sleep or not getting enough sleep because you don't have as many commitments to be at. The other thing is caffeine. And I really could probably do an extended episode almost on caffeine because the effects of caffeine vary from person to person, but many people experience negative effects and some that they aren't even aware that they're experiencing. And that can be things like more anxiety and stress, feelings of stress or heart palpitations, agitation, um, being pushing your body too far when it actually needs to rest, but you're not listening to your body. Instead, you're just caffeinating yourself. So you want to be aware of your caffeine consumption. And obviously that can affect your sleep as well. And then sugar. So over consuming sugar and look, I get it when you're trapped in your house and a lot of people I've seeing because the grocery stores are empty from a lot of the packaged processed foods they're buying and stockpiling non-perishables and it is basically junk food. And so you have this house stockpiled full of food and you're not able to really leave and do anything. So you're starting to get bored and agitated and stressed. And what is your first go-to going to be? Well, let me go for some of that boxed crap food that I bought and let me start binge eating that. And that is not what you want to do right now because you mix that with, you know, stress, anxiety, over-consuming sugar, causes inflammation in the body. All of those things are going to weaken your immune system. And, you know, what I'm saying to myself is right now we're told, okay, you know, life is going to kind of go back to normal supposedly in two weeks and we're going back out into the world. Well, we've all been kind of pent up. Some people now are, you know, eating and drinking and they're maybe not sleeping enough. They're we they have weakened immune systems. We're going to go back out into the world and start trying to carry on with life. And now we're going to maybe see more cases at that point. And then people are just going to be, you know, getting the virus and spreading it. I don't know. It's, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but those things, you know, are kind of the things that everybody talks about and they seem like the no brainers, but I just wanted to reiterate them. So the important things that you can be looking at eating during this time are your fat soluble vitamins. And those are A, D, E, and K. And it's important to first and foremost, be consuming them in our diet. And then secondly, um, many of them, we, well, a few of them, we want to be supplementing as well. Vitamin A is the first one that I want to talk about. And vitamin A directly affects our immune system. It is very powerful for the immune system. 
and it is best absorbed when it's consumed with fats um, because vitamin A is kind of digested the same way that fats are digested. The best source of vitamin A are animal products. It makes sense because vitamin A is digested the same way fats are, so it makes sense there's fat in animal products and so the animal products, um, the best sources that provide vitamin A, it's basically ready for the body to use it. It doesn't have to be converted. So those are things like cod liver oil, beef liver, cheese, milk, and dairy. And I'm going to get into those specifically. But first, I want to say plant source. There's also plant sources of vitamin A. And um, they are good and they are very rich in antioxidants, which is awesome. But uh, the plant source of vitamin A is uh, a carotenoid, which can then be converted to vitamin A. So animal uh, products, we basically, the vitamin A is ready for us to use and absorb. That's why it's very superior to plant products in, in vitamin A because they, in vitamin A from plants, it has to be converted to vitamin A and then absorbed by the body. What I think is the best because a lot of people don't really eat liver that much today, especially in the U.S. It's not really something that we were raised on, but cod liver oil is a phenomenal way to get your vitamin A. And I recommend a Green Pastures fermented cod liver oil. And the website is greenpasture.org. Cod liver oil is something that you can take daily and you can see the recommendation that they give to take it. During times like this, if your immune system is compromised or you're sick, you can up your dosage of cod liver oil. And I started giving it to my daughter when she was about four months old. And I continued to give it to her, the straight oil dropper right into her mouth. And then I, as she got a little older, I'd put it in her food. And, um, whenever she had a cold, I would kind of up that a little bit because vitamin A is so important and good for the immune system, cheese, milk, and dairy. The only problem is if it's commercial cheese, milk, and dairy, you're not doing your immune system any favors by consuming that. So unless you have a way of getting raw milk raw dairy from a farm, a local farm, then I do not recommend getting your vitamin A through commercial cheese, milk, and dairy because it doesn't agree with anyone. And if you listened to my last, uh, no, my first podcast in our current uh, series about optimal health, I talk about commercial dairy and why it's important to avoid that. So vitamin A is a great one. Plant sources of vitamin A are your green leafy vegetables, sweet potato, carrots, cantaloupe, that sort of thing. We know green leafy vegetables are so good for you and, of course, high in antioxidants. Sweet potatoes, another great one, carrots, cantaloupe. Those are some great sources of vitamin A and nutrition. So I say focus on getting it in your nutrition and then supplement it as well. Next is vitamin D and vitamin D is another important one for the immune system. I take a vitamin D3 every day in the liquid form and uh, most people are going to be deficient in vitamin D. We just are because we're often consuming products that are fortified with vitamins and they don't really affect us the same way as foods that naturally consume or naturally contain the vitamin 
and we also don't get as much time outside and then we get a lot of exposure to radiation through cell phones and laptops and all those things that can lower our vitamin D levels. So there's a lot of reasons why we're deficient in vitamin D these days, but that's some of them. So again, it's your fish oil is a great form of vitamin D eggs and beef liver. So if you can take a a fish oil supplement, you're kind of knocking out vitamin A and vitamin D with that. But it's important really that you find a good fish oil supplement. You don't just want to go to CVS or anywhere to get it because our, our, you don't want like a farmed fish that has chemicals in it. You don't know how they're gathering the oil. It could be through heating and over processing it. So it's important to really make sure that where you're getting your fish oil from is is really good and maybe someone can help you find one even if it's in like Whole Foods or something where they can explain a little bit about the company and how they, they get their fish oil or where they get it from. I like Green Pasture because it's a fermented one and they have a really good reputation, um, a family-owned business and that sort of thing. Vitamin E is also a great one. I think A and D are the ones to focus on most, but vitamin E is an antioxidant and antioxidants never, you know, hurt us. They're great for us. They're awesome for our immune system. And vitamin E you can get from sunflower seeds, almonds, spinach, broccoli, and wheat germ oil. I know that's not the only thing, but those are some of the main things. And honestly, it's just about anytime you're eating a healthy, balanced meal, you're getting these vitamins in your food. It's the problem is, is the good majority of Americans are on the SAD diet. And that is the standard American diet that is made of processed foods. So we're not getting our vitamins and nutrients. Regardless of what kind of diet you are on, you can still be supplementing with vitamin A and vitamin D. The next one is vitamin C. And we talk a lot about vitamin C for the immune system and people just go out and they get emergency and they take that. And emergency, uh, if you look, the last time I looked was, which was a while ago at the ingredients, it had an artificial sweetener in it. And I think some artificial colors, just some other crappy ingredients. And I'm like, okay, this is pointless. I'm not going to take this and then be putting all this other crap in my body. So Emergency is not really the best source of vitamin C. I personally like Mega Foods brand. It's called Daily C Protect and it comes in a powder and um, you can put it in, you know, a juice or a water or something like that or even a smoothie. And again, if you're sick, you, you would really have to up your dosage quite a bit for vitamin C to be effective. That's kind of the issue is, uh, you know, really high dose vitamin C or vitamin C IVs have worked for people, but you kind of want to do that under the care of a doctor. So if you're not feeling great and you want to start taking vitamin C, you need to probably be, you know, you're the thousand milligrams upwards. But then if you start to notice that you get diarrhea, then maybe you're doing too much, but it, it is good to to take vitamin C and supplement it, especially if you're concerned about your immune system. Sources of vitamin C in foods are uh, strawberries, cauliflower, broccoli, kale, kiwi, papaya, tomatoes, sweet potatoes. So those are all yummy foods that give you vitamin C and you can definitely supplement it as well. 
And next, a great food to be eating is fermented foods because fermented foods contain good bacteria that is great for our immune system, awesome for our gut and our digestion. So anything that's fermented like sauerkraut or um, even pickles like Bubby's, that brand, they have some really good fermented foods, but you can find a lot of different foods that can be fermented, um, like different vegetables and that sort of thing. But uh, my favorite to eat is the sauerkraut. And I put that on top of salads and that sort of thing. Other supplements that are really effective during this time and actually any time to keep our immune system strong are herbs. So regular Western different types of herbs or, uh, my favorite are Chinese herbs. I take about every day, nine of these Chinese herbs. And right now I kind of upped it and therefore specifically for immune strength and they're great for viruses and that sort of thing. So Chinese herbs, I have had incredible success with them. I highly recommend them. But what I would say is you need to work with a practitioner for what to take, how much to take. That is the best way to make sure that they're effective and you're taking them properly. And you don't just want to go to a random store and pick up some Chinese herbs. It's really good to, to work with like a, uh, acupuncturist, somebody who has experience with herbs because they can recommend you some really good things. And that's something that I would really encourage you to do is Find somebody that you trust that you can work with, who you can text or call on, and especially in times like this, or if you're getting sick, regardless of the coronavirus, you would like to have somebody that's in your corner that you can reach out to, to say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. What can I do? I have a woman like that, that I've worked with for years now, and she helped me basically heal and overcome my adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue syndrome. And I worked very closely with her for about seven solid years through supplementation and Chinese herbs. And so I just now shoot her an email and say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm dealing with, or Hey, can you send me whatever. And, um, she, it just gets shipped to my door. So it's really important, you know, don't wait till you're sick and don't wait till a time like this to be like, Oh no, what do I do? You know, and then you're going to CVS and grabbing this random, random vitamins and things that your body won't even be absorbing because those are crap vitamin brands that are, overly processed. They're not from the proper sources. And it's like just you're blowing your money. But when you're in a situation like this, where you haven't been taking care of your body and you haven't really been aware and mindful of what you've been putting in your body, you're trying to do the best you can when it's almost too late in the game. So these are tips that I hope you'll start applying. And maybe this situation is going to make us all a little bit more conscious and aware of what we're doing. And then you can take those things with you throughout the year and the next year and so on and so forth. I hope that helps you guys a little bit. Oh, another brand of vitamin D that I really like is by Biotics Research and they have some great supplements. Um, their stuff is really solid and I personally take their vitamin D3 liquid you drop it on your tongue. So that's another good one. But anyways, I hope this helps you all and you can apply some of these principles to your life right now. Aside from that, I just encourage you to stay positive and stay busy. Don't 
uh, focus on the negatives. Don't let fear take over for you and cause stress and worry that will not do you or anyone any good. And so just try to take it day by day. I would say don't overly watch the news and don't overly be on social media because you will see a lot of things that will worry you and only have you thinking about negative thoughts. At this point, we do the best that we can and we, you know, follow the recommendations and be cautious, but uh, we just, we can't be freaking out and trying to predict the future because none of us know what that's going to consist of. And the most important thing is that you take care of yourself and your family, that you stay healthy, stay positive. Guys, buying hundreds of rolls of toilet paper isn't going to save anybody So I don't know why people are doing that. I get maybe buying some extra food, but, you know, causing grocery stores to run out of everything creates fear in a lot of people. And so let's just be smart about how we handle this situation and um, enjoy this sort of bit of downtime and reconnect with your families, your children, and, um, try to find peace in the midst of this chaos. You can catch me next week. I'll be right back here and we'll continue up with our third pillar in the optimal health series. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you go and subscribe to my podcast, rate it, like it, share it. Be talking to you all soon.